It's Matterall here with the gang. It is May 21st. Say hi to Kenneth Feld. How's it going? Good. We have Abby Rova. Hey, everybody. Caleb Aranya. Hey, guys. And Rundle. Hey, hey, everyone. Friday night. <laughs> and I... You don't use days anymore, Rundle. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. It's still it's it, it's still COVID. We we don't know what day it is. Doesn't matter. All right. Well, today we have the monthly economic report to go over. A couple of financial and uh, industrial mavens here. Uh, we also have um, what else, Abby? Uh, yep. We're going to talk about the trade hub balances. Uh, maybe touch on the academy. Um, CSM uh, candidates are officially up on the website now That's as well. Right. If you didn't catch the stream. Yeah, some good stuff for the Friday night. All right. Yeah. Well, a new Bissell Grounds launches as well. I think we'll quick, we should quickly cover that. Oh yeah, yeah. Two v two. Two v two and those. It is. Gnosis. Yeah, the Gnosis yeah. Gambit. Yeah. Have All they right. run the battleship one yet? Don't think so. Yeah, that's going to put a lot of people in the poorhouse. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get started. You guys want to do news first, and then go to the MER. Does that make sense? Yeah, probably. The MER will take most of our uh, attention, probably, right? So Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Abby, let me know what you want to go to first. Um, Academy? All right. I already nice. touched a bit on it yesterday. Sure, let's do that. Well, let's actually... Um, sorry, there's a bunch of stuff to talk about trying to figure out where, where to begin, what makes sense. Um, that's going to be for later, but 1DQ, something's popping off on 1DQ. Is this, does anybody know about that? I think they're trying to, to hack uh, the systems. Uh, they're attacking more than one system tonight, as far as I've been told. And yeah. uh, there's a lot of fleets out, a lot of things going out. I know nothing. Are you uh, playing coy? And hey, this is in-game stuff, Kenneth. You're allowed to talk about this. You can't claim NDA on it. Friday Night Fight uh, Club, is, that's all I can tell you. Yeah, this is worse than NDA. This is this is PL OPSEC. That's more important than NDA. <laughs> I know right nothing. I will say here. nothing. Something's going on there in Delve. Uh, but uh, we, we will wait and we'll monitor the situation and see what you guys uh, uh, can throw our way. We've got some asks out. We'll see if they get answered. And if they do, you'll know what we know. Okay, let's have a look at the, uh, where should we go first? I think we should go with the Academy and do a little bit of praising. I, I almost feel like putting that uh, applause meme up on screen because I love everything about it. Yeah, let's bring that up. Here it is. Yeah, a little Baxter on the CSM was briefed on this probably a month ago, maybe six weeks ago. Um, we were all very much in favor. Um, the only real thing that uh, this one one thing that I don't necessarily care for, but it would be almost impossible to break out, was they lumped like most things lumped everything into industry as opposed to gathering and manufacturing. Um, but that being said, uh, the only thing that that I have uh, reservations on is the upkeep. And as we found out, the day it came out was also the day of the warp core stabs. So some of the fits were outdated already because they had two work core stabs in the lows. Um, but it's it's a lot of work. Um, the community team is well aware that it's a lot of work and they are anxious to um, keep it updated 
and make it something that can grow. And uh, I think it will be a, a very, very welcome addition to Eve for new players and uh, and some veterans maybe venturing into a different part of Eve that they haven't tried before and just need a little help getting going. Yeah, I think uh, one of the things you mentioned there is uh, the the upkeep. I think it would be prudent if CCP considers uh, using uh, more source material from the player base when it comes to editing the the mentorship uh, videos, because if they have to produce an entire video every time there's a change, that's not really viable. So um, I did see some uh, feedback from the, I think it was CCP Aurora saying that, uh, I mean, with regards to ship changes, they were aware of that. They were just coordinating with multiple teams, but they, they are fully committed to keeping this thing updated. And um, they have, you know, reached out and they're working with uh, some of the partners from the EVE partner program already. Um, so I, I imagine the plan is, as, as you said, offload uh, the hard work onto the partners and, and the community members and then bring it into um bring it into this website um, and just make it a shortcut, condense it all down. Like one thing I liked about it was it saves you having to go and find 10 different websites where this information is spread out across the place. You know, it just, it's like a directory. Yeah, it would actually, I think it would be cool if they almost uh, did an automatic edit thing. So when they posted the videos, it's basically just a video edit of bits and pieces from the player community commenting on the types of stuff that they want to present. So um, an example is from, from these past weeks when we've had all these changes and, and updates and, and CCP going in and tweaking uh, CC and all that, right? So we actually have a lot of, uh, uh, of the partners talking about the changes and then the next day, <laughs> the stuff is actually already outdated. Yeah, that's called parallel teams, though, with uh, with deadlines and schedules. And I would hope, I imagine, uh, you know, once they get in the flow of things, they'll coordinate those things so that, that that doesn't happen. Or they'll put a big red X through it and be like updating soon or they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. I, you know, CCP Swift is part of that team. I, I know that that would have driven driven him nuts in the past as just a player seeing that. So hopefully that uh, mindset will. Uh, translate into his new position and, and assists, but uh, you know, look, first time, right? You just gotta. There, there's a manager in the background saying, "Just get the job done. Got to start. Get it on time. You committed. Let's do it." And then, yeah, you know, and there's three other teams doing whatever they're doing, and we know they're not very well coordinated between their parallel teams. That's probably the thing that you're really complaining about. Oh, and I do have one big complaint. Um, when the, the they put the website up. The link that's, that talks about the partners and the partners uh, in the partnership program, uh, that link took you to the apply for partnership and not to actually show any of the partners. Oh, did that get uh, reported and fixed? or? I don't know if it was actually reported. I just thought it was funny because it, 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 you read the sentence and it's like all these great partners that we're working with, and then you click that link and it takes you to the apply for partnership. It's like, that's not what I was looking for. Yeah, I think a lot of the work done here, uh, I'm not sure if it's public or not, was um, by Ashi. Yeah. And uh, she's one of the 
this looks like her work, right? And I think a lot of the ad, she does a lot of this kind of stuff anyway on her own website. So this just looks like it was uh, something that CCP wanted to fully support. And so they brought in the, the right people to do it. And now it's being done. And this is a real, um, it's so funny it took so long, but a lot of the people that I know that tried Eve, when I said, oh, you tried Eve, how'd you like it? They're like, I mean, I finished the tutorials, but then I didn't know what to do. And this is, uh, that was the thing I heard the most from people who said Eve wasn't for me. It was not, it's too hard or it's too this or too that. They just really didn't know what to do next. We all take it for granted because in one way or another, we found a, a group to belong to or found enough to hang on to. But uh, some people need more than just that. They need a path. So this is what that's kind of a remedy for. And even for players who've been playing a while and want to, you know, they hear about this new industry update, but they don't know anything about industry. And they hear, hey, I need to huff gas. Well, what's that? They go to the academy. Oh, hey, I need this ship and this fit. Oh, I need to train this little bit and then I can fly this ship. And then you can go to the agency. Hey, where's gas at? Oh, it's here. Okay. You know, then you get blown up on your way to low sec, but you know, hey, that's fine. You can go get another ship. Yeah. That I actually need it. I'm going to use this. This is for me. And I've been playing a while. Just to give you an idea, though, this is other work from Ashy in Space. And there it is, Eve Academy. So uh, that's pretty cool. Good for her. And again, a lot of the work that went into it looks like her work anyway. She would do fittings and she would do. Um, a lot of advice uh, stuff. So, yeah, actually, in space is just a fantastic blog uh, for anyone looking to get into wormholes. Uh, I mean, even general, but wormholes in particular. Right on. Okay, I uh, didn't want to. We we will probably spend more time on this later on, going through each of the categories because there's different professions, like you know, uh, PvP or or explorer or whatever. And so we'll go through those archetypes, but uh, at a separate time. What else we got today, Abby? Uh, the PvP event. The new two v two noses. That started today, or? Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's this weekend. All right. Uh, the Gnos Gnosis the is a battle cruiser from the. Uh, oh, what is the group that makes all those? Sisters of Eve? No, it's the one that had the something of consciousness, like the council. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The higher council of consciousness. Ashtarothy's in there. He'll tell us in a second. Anyway, it's an NPC faction ship. It's given out Society of Conscious Thought. I think that's what it is, SOCT. Yeah, that's it. And they give you a lot of the really interesting Jovian-looking ships. Uh, and they were always gifts that CCP would give at certain anniversaries, like the five-year, the 10-year, and so forth. I think, actually, the Gnosis was a 10-year, and they've just repeated it. Uh, but it is a ship they gave you if you were doing login rewards for this 18th birthday that CCP was doing. Uh, but Gnosis, again, was the battleship. Sorry, the uh, battle cruiser. Or as RC likes to call it, the cattle bruiser. Yeah, you are um you're limited to only the Gnosis and it's like meta five modules and below and uh, no pirate implants as well. So it's quite a fair fight, right? Yeah, because I think the secret to these ships uh are that they're usually omni damage. Even the drones, I think, that came with the 
Gnosis. Right. Um, or the Omni Damage drums that came with Gnosis that are like about a hundred million each. Sometimes yeah, geckos. Geckos. I think those came with the uh, Gnosis, didn't they? They were released at the same time. I think, I think yeah, probably. If you came with, meaning launched at the same time, I think that's right. Came with, as in you got a bunch of them. I don't think that's right. No, yeah, I think they. I don't. I don't think they were given to you. I think that they. Uh, I think some were given to you, actually, like five. But then you could buy more, and people would sell them. And sometimes they're worth eighty million, and sometimes they're worth one hundred and eighty million. They just go up and down. And the thing that's special about geckos is that they are omni damage, which allows you uh, a lot of options because. Um, I think they're used in special application. People use them in different scenarios, but they were meant to be, um, <clears throat> I think, incursion. Now, there was something where the, the damage was rotating, so these were a good counter for that. It might have been like drifters or something. I forget. It's a long time ago. Anyway, geckos, uh, the Society of Conscious Thought ships, the uh, battle cruiser in a tournament 2v2 in the Proving Grounds. A couple of cool things about the Gnosis, it gets the same bonus to projectile, hybrid, and laser uh, medium turrets. So any of them get the same 25% like, bonus, something like that. And then it gets also a bonus to heavy missiles or heavy assault missiles, I think, on top of that. So you can fit any of the four major groups. And what you get out of that is range control, whether you want to you know, uh, projectiles with the fall off or lasers with no fall off, that type of thing. And they can also fit um, links. So if you're on a two-man team and you each put in a link, then you can have links for your team. Yeah, um, Gnosis makes a great boosting ship for gas mining because you can fit a bunch of gas harvesters on it and then links, and it can haul some a little bit. This looks like it's a little bit old here. Okay. Well, let's go to the next thing, which is CCP. Wow. We're already at CCP what? 16? Yes. CSM 16, you mean? CSM. I'm sorry. CSM 16. Council of Stellar Management, of which we have one who is running for CSM 16. He was on CSM 15. That is Kenneth. Um. Did you guys, did you officially finish your term now? Are you guys released or is it, no. you go all the way to the end and then switch? Right, yeah. So we'll finish our term and like when a, a CSM 14, they held 14 for two weeks after the elections. So we had a turnover time where we were all in the same room. Um, we didn't have access to each other's, like when um, on the Slack channels for CCP, uh, the channel would be like CSM 15 ecosystem. And then when 16 rolls around, it'll be CSM 16 ecosystem. So 15 will not have access to 16 and 16 won't have access to 15 unless you're on both, obviously. But in our Discord and on one particular channel, 14 and 15 were all lumped together. So 14 posted their meeting notes so that we could read back the last couple months of meetings so that we knew kind of what to expect first. Because there's a lot of things where you don't just have one meeting. So we knew a little bit about what was upcoming and what to expect the first time. And then you have a little bit of an onboarding. The first couple meetings are 
little bit of high, get to know you. You have a meeting with uh, a few of the higher ups and they kind of give you an overview of how things are kind of planned out for the year. So just to give you uh, some perspective about kind of the things you're going to talk about in the next year type thing. Yeah. You have eight out of 10 in incumbents running again for reelection, right? That is correct. That's a hell and, then the, I, and then Merkelchen, Gobbins, um, Innominate, and I believe Villy, I know those four for sure, um, this will be their third year running. So if those get elected this year, they will not be eligible for CSM 17. They will. They will age out, basically. Correct. Or they have to at least skip one year, then they can come back later. That is correct. And Brisk skipped 14, I believe. So he's the same as me. Last year was his first year. The same with Mike Azariah. He was on it earlier, and uh, he skipped a few years, and, and this year was his first year. First year. And the same with Phantomite. Um, and Maria Taylor is not running again, but this was his first year, and the same with Torvald. So they're, they won't have any issues with longevity. We're going to have to wait and see when we can convince Steve Renukin to go back. Yeah, I don't see that happening. So this is interesting. Every time you refresh this page with the candidates, it will reorder them. So it's random. That way there's the no favoritism. And thing when you vote, too. Every time you vote, um, every time you bring up the vote page, they reorder them in a random order. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of find that pretty fair. That's, that's that's new, right? No, no, I think it's been that way Did, for a while. How, I don't how know the candidate page, but the voting has been random for a few years. That way, it's not alphabetical order, and someone doesn't just go click, 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 and the you know all the A candidates get it type thing. Yeah, and and this has been around for at least four or five years this way, I think. But I think it's kind of neat, little attention to detail on CCP's part. Uh, but your CSM 16 candidates are out. We have a bunch inside of uh, talking in stations. They're visible. They have a certain color. And uh, they are... Yeah, you're talking about the TIS ballot. We have six candidates. I think it's only goons that have that amount. Do they have six? I think... No, I think they actually have... Uh... I think Karma Fleet has six just in Karma Fleet. Jeez. Karma Fleet, huh? There's a lot there. There's yeah. also a channel, right? So if you want to try and in, come interact on the Discord, there's a specific CSM channel where you can come interact with those people if you want to come ask some questions. That's... Respectful questions, honest questions, no jackassery, please. And and the CSM candidates are very prompt in giving people answers to their questions, and there is a lot of great discussion happening already, so it is a great way to learn about your candidates as well. All right, I think you can actually see it here inside of Talking In Stations. Uh, I want to point to it right here. Eve Discussions, and right under it, you have CSM Discussions. So we're not going to do coverage this year like we've done in past years where we actually um, do interviews. We find that we just don't have enough time because we're generating so much content in EVE Online gen in general that to clog up our offerings with CSM interviews, it just wasn't in the cards this year. But CCP is taking up the mantle and having little, uh, little interviews with, uh, by little I mean short interviews with each contestant, I think. So 
we'll leave that ground to them. Since they got their station up and running, it makes sense to do that. But good luck to all the candidates, including uh, Kenneth here and everybody at Talking In Stations that's running. They're all, we didn't put them up to running. They're just valuable people in their own, on their own merits, and they're running to offer that. We haven't decided if we're going to endorse or anything, have we? We usually don't. Maybe we should. Guys Maybe we should me. have an actual ballot this we should, year. We should have a poll or, yeah, we'll do something. I don't know. It's, it's too fun to stay out of this, this politicking. All right. Um, now for the monthly economic report, we'll talk about the Silk Road, give you an update on that. Here we go. We have some, some stuff to look at that's pretty interesting. First thing... I'll try to zoom in here, but if you can see this, I think I need to go in a lot tighter. The production numbers are just tanking. Look at this slide right here. Yeah, it looks like the industrialists are yanking their stuff and waiting for things to normalize a bit. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, it, yeah, maybe. It's Well, a lot of the things that got introduced is extremely high in value due to the hype cycle, right? So the cost for those are high. So... Many of those things are not getting into production, yeah. except for the people that really need them. That's well, a the y-axis. This is a value, right? So the the up down is value, right left is time, and so they introduce a whole new industry system, and the really big expensive things stopped being produced, and so there's going to be a massive drop because, you know, you have to have. You know, I mean, think about how many uh, cruisers you have to build to you know replace the value of one you know super carrier now or even one carrier any of the capitals right so it's this kind of inverse relationship of one to lots of isk yeah so, and and i do suspect that some of this might actually also be because of the algorithm that price uh things right so they do not have an actual price data initially uh which caused a lot of kerfuffle with uh when it showed bill cost really doesn't show the correct number so it might actually also be an algorithm thing so it's not just cancellations it's also the fact that some of these new items need to have is it 20 or 30 days before they actually get an algorithm value it's somewhere between 28 or 30 depending on who you believe and it's a running rolling average so it's already starting to average in uh, to a certain degree but it's uh, it's still it's still normalizing for sure because you know the first people that got them put them up for just stupid amounts of ISK and JITA. so all that stuff got rolled into the averages and it's it's taking a little bit to 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 knock them down and and average it out to what it it actually is. Yeah, and if you take a look, the you know from July, late July last year, August, almost a year ago now, right, nine ten months ago the average of the production side is bouncing in around, you know, three, three and a quarter trillion. Then the announcements are made and there's a whole bunch of people like just building everything. All those high end stuff gets built using minerals only. So now you have this artificial inflation of this index line because the really big things are being produced with just minerals that shoots up and then it instantly turns on a dime and it stops getting produced. And actually right now the average is back this last 
you know, element is really kind of back where we were, um, November, December, January timeframe, right? So we're kind of just back to normal. So you have kind of this artificial spike in the middle of, of this graph. Well, as well, it's not artificial. Sorry, it's just a. It's a. It's kind of a. It's a, it's a noise. Spot, yeah, it's right? it's it's a it's a side effect of the changes, right? So you're going to have this pre-production and then this post-production lull, is is causing this spike, well, anomaly. That's the word I'm looking for. Some of it too is like my particular system. I've had to build in another system because my index is still so horribly borked from the weak between the dev blog and the patch that I can't build yet. I have to wait for it to decay in order to not be, you know, killing myself on, on index. And that's from all the rage building, right? Right. Right. Yeah. But I put in what close to 400 billion this week so far. Wow. So the rage building, um, you want to explain that Caleb? Uh, that's when, when you get patch changes like this, when, when something changes, a lot in, in, in value, people will get uh, all the old stuff in before the changes come in, right? So say you double the actual requirements on a ship hull, um, then you will want to build as many of that hull before those changes come in. So that means that a lot of people started uh, cooking a lot of things uh, based on the old industrial uh, rules, so to speak. Um, and that will completely hike the industry index uh, to the max. Um, so this is basically what uh, Kenneth is talking about. He needs to then wait for that industry index to cool down so the cost of production can come back down. Um, so I find this interesting. So the, we're looking at the production month here and again a lot of people are sticking things in to try to save money building it at the old cost and then having the product come out with the new costs so you make money that way and yeah. the problem with that is the overproduction that hold on before you change uh, before you go to overproduction which is another topic look at the systems the top three and it, it's very interesting here the forge of course is jita where you have all the ingredients you need to build stuff so that's going to be the top spot second is delve because you have two giant armies in those uh, in that region. One's in 1DQ and the other one's in T, T5Z. I always get it wrong. And T5Z, yes. Yeah, T5Z. And they are one system apart from each other, both building like crazy, both adding to the same region's numbers. So that's why Delve is up there at 16 trillion. And then here's a... Yeah. It's also because this is where you want to get rid of your stock, right? I don't know if uh, how, how much uh, Kenneth has been building from his old stock, but you want to get rid of that and convert that now when you have the chance. But of course, I still think that you want to diversify what you produce and not necessarily just double down on one big uh, nominal value item. One last system to talk about, though, before you jump in, Ken, and that is Veil of the Silent. Where is Veil of the Silent? It's in the northern part of the map. Who lives there? Let's have a look. Fraternity. Fraternity. Okay. It's, it's it was a quiz. I wanted to involve the audience. It was a quiz. I was trying to get them in there, but okay. Fraternity. If you if you want to see the correlation, look at the total, the, look at the regions for total value mined. You'll notice some uh, peculiar similarities. Okay. Let's have a look. I lose my spot. Mining values by region. 
What do you say? Oh, that number one spot, two trillion, Veil of the Silent. Some, mm, somebody's that is the new Empire Builder. Yeah, we all pretty high up there in the writing numbers as well. I think, right there, NPC yeah, values. Let's just talk about fraternity for a second. They're building, they're mining twice as much as anybody else right now. They're building third, only to delve where the rest of the Nullsec empires are stationed. And they're in Poshvin making some deals there. And they have like 40 systems in wormhole space, apparently. And they have backed the play of Hard Knocks and Laser Hawks. These guys, fraternity, are the power brokers of the next year. Then a new Imperium, basically. A small version, maybe, but they're still doing it the same way. They're very much taking a page out, out of what the Imperium did during the, during the fat, uh, fat years, right? Um, I am expecting this to continue. I yeah, think they, and they, they will keep this growing. Here's the funny thing. They are making money, right? But they have a need for that money. I'm not sure I can say what it is. They might be building a giant time machine. I don't know. But... They had three candidates that were presenting themselves for CSM and none of them were approved. Therefore, they are going to sell their CSM power and they are the third biggest voting block for CSM votes. So they're going to sell that. What? They're going to sell their votes to whoever wants to pay for them. I think they should just give it to the TIS ballot. Maybe we need to pay for who, them. Who, who said this? Norris? Yeah. Yeah, Nora said that. <laughs> well, I, I he didn't say it directly to me, but he didn't deny it either. Okay. Yep. So he basically said it directly. What's that to mean, me. Kenneth? What's that? What you That's Kenneth checking his, his <laughs> bank account. <laughs> yeah, his his fraternity doesn't have anybody, and it's more profitable for them to actually sell the votes than it is for them to trade them with other Nullsec empires. I think it's a smart move. Uh, makes a lot of sense. I think fraternity are making a lot of smart moves. And Caleb's right when he says that they've taken a leaf out of the like Imperium playbook from when they first moved to Delve. I mean, fraternity moved down to Vale to be closer to Losec to get their hands dirty. You know, things with the DBM changes from the PvP activity, being able to have the Losec and the Nullsec. Or I mean, they are certainly starting the beginnings of uh, what could be the the next big power block in. In Nullsec for the next few years, I think. Uh, so Bewilder says, kind of a, kind of shows how big a meme the whole CSM thing is, right? Mm, depends. I, you get, I think you get someone like um, a Suetonia or a Kenneth into CSM. It's a valuable asset for CCP to be able to consult guys like this, massive builders, uh, encyclopedic memory of uh, stats. These are the kind of guys that are subject matter experts that can really bring a lot to the table. It's really high level stuff. I get tired of listening to people uh, poo-pooing on the CSM members. Uh, yes, we've had some bad apples, but they are the minority. We've had some really, really good representatives from the player base, regardless of what orientation or interest you have. They have been really skilled at what they do. And I think especially the past three years, I've been very impressed with the participation and the skill levels of the people in there. They took it very, they've been taking it very seriously. Yeah. And you need to, you need to not, uh, you know, like when you, I'm going to draw a parallel here, you know, when people look at the pets and they humanize them and they, they apply all these human attributes, look, it's happy. It's, it's sad. It's excited. I mean, 
do not bring real world politics and apply it to the CSM. It's not. There's there's a whole many things that it's not, and there's whole many other things that that it is that are just completely different from this utopia of world politics or local politics that you want it to be. Just get over that, move on, because that's not what it is. But what it is is unique in the gaming world, and it's unique to this game in how there is actually functional feedback and actual work that happens between them, and there is some value there. It might not be the value you want, but it's more value than zero. I think I think I think an important point is that the the, the complexity of the CSM memberships uh, in Eve is really that you will never have a candidate that you will agree with 100%. I don't think that's possible. Even the ones that uh, might be your uh, your alliance ballot or something like that, you might not even agree with them on certain points, right? But that's not the important thing. The important thing that the things that you want them to represent you on is why you vote for them. Whether or not they have some things that you completely disagree with, it, it doesn't invalidate them as your CSM representative because you might not be correct. All right. Uh, one last thing on this, uh, Kenneth. Uh, this is about Kenneth, right? Because he's like the only guy I endorsed last year to run for CSM um, because I know what he's capable of. I didn't know it was on the agenda for CCP, but I know what he's capable of and the area of representation he can bring that a NullSec alliance wouldn't put him in there for necessarily. So in doing so... There was this race between NC Dot's candidate, which was Blazing Bunny, who I like very much, right? But he's an FC, and there are other FCs in the CSM, and then Kenneth Felt. And they're both kind of competing for the same votes. And Kenneth actually barely won those votes. Now think about how much effort Kenneth has put into the kind of stuff that CCP was already going to work on and what that voice means in the CSM to be able to smooth and sand the edges of stuff that's built, you know, pretty harshly and how different it would have been if he was not there, if it was another FC that was in there instead. I think it makes a difference. Okay. Going one thing that was really weird when the industry changes came out, the guys, now there's one in particular that I worked with before he started working at CCP and I'm not talking about Swift here, but um, there were several of them that were messaging me on the private Slack server, hey, what do these industry changes mean? Because they didn't even understand <laughs> them. And and now not all of them are developers. I mean, some of them work in other areas, but they knew that I was on the CSM and they're messaging me trying to get advice on how to, to once the dev blog came out, because they didn't even know before the dev blog that this was even happening. So they were messaging me trying to get tips on how they should position themselves to take <laughs> advantage of the of the new information. Nice. You gotta release those names. Uh all right, maybe not. This is tricky. Yeah, it's because... on the private server, so it's NDA. Uh, and, and there's a few of them that I only know their real names. I don't even know true. if they have CCP names. That's hilarious. Hilarious. Okay, I cut off uh, Kenneth, though, when he was about to t say something about production. Uh, and I don't know if you want to go back to that, Kenneth, or if the moment's passed. Yeah, I don't remember. Well, I got a point then. Okay. So, you know, it's Friday night, right? So if you're wondering what to do this weekend, I think what we just finished showing with Veil the Silent could be very, very rich of Roracles and other mining barges and ships for you to go, uh, you know, 
launch a few missiles at, that could be an interesting uh, Friday night or weekend activity. Go for a Roman into Vale of the Silent. Why not? Oh, See what's happening with all that mining. Did you yeah. just buy yeah. a lot of yeah, orcas or rockers? They're, they're pretty much a whole northern area there. Uh, you know, I'm just going by the... I'm just looking at the numbers. Vale of the Silent. That's what it says. Yeah, I'm just wondering why you're spinning this. Did you just buy a lot of orcas and rockers somewhere? No, absolutely not. I actually missed that boat, and I'm feeling kind of salty about it, so I just want them to all die. Wow. Uh, so total market uh, trade by region. And this is our next section that we wanted to get to. Uh, Abby's done some research on this sort of thing, but uh, compare the forage to domain. What is going on here? You skipped over a very important part of the actual first graph. Okay, what's that? Uh, th th there's one thing that's showing on it that hasn't happened for an age. Oh, yeah, the uh, inversion. Destruction numbers uh, and production numbers, uh, sorry, uh, mine value uh, is back at the, oh my God, not good. Right here, you see there's an inversion that hasn't happened since pretty much right about here, August to... I guess that would be, wow, that'd be right before blackout. Yeah. You know, what's funny. If you look at that, there is two bumps here. One is this is the Imperium at work in Delve pretty much. This is them coming home after a victory in uh, all this. It's all the way up to here. If you see those big things, there's the, but that is well, the. Basically, basically from the summer of 19 is, yeah. is when you start getting uh, healthy in the game again, where, uh, destruction numbers are actually above replenishment numbers, right? So the production numbers can be high, but that might be from stockpiles and, and similar things. Hang, so. hang on a second, though, before you go there. This area here was pretty much when uh, the, the tribute campaign was. So the Imperium is mining like crazy, making money or whatever, and then they drop. Why? Because they went to war and they went and leveled tribute and veil, actually. And then they came back and had a bunch of babies like the baby boom. Uh, you can just see they went right back to mining and spiked it right back up. And then here is blackout. Pretty much there. Yeah, basically what you want is you want the two graphs to be detached. You want the yellow and the blue to be as far from each other as possible. And the blue should be above the yellow, right? That's the healthy thing. So when it starts detaching in yeah, in about October, it's actually when, when the game gets into something uh, that is outside of uh, of the fat years. It can't Finally. be totally detached. Otherwise, you'll have a starvation on one side or the other, right? Well, you're, yellow is you're mining. Producing, you're under under uh, mining, right? Let's just make clear that oh, yellow. Yeah, but you want it, you want it to fluctuate, of course, mm -hmm. right? You want it to actually have some volatility and and go back and forth. Yellow is mining. Just so uh, for for people who are a little confused, let me actually take that back. Um, Yellow is mining and blue is production. So no, blue's destroyed. Blue's destroyed. Blue's destroyed. Destruction. Red is production. So you have this high right. amount being produced Thanks. all the time. If the spread gets too high, then your production will drop. If your production drops, there's no ships to fight, which means your destruction drops, right? And so you need to have a balance. And I'm, you know, this little undulation of mining over destruction. 
uh, you know, it's already trending back down. I, I'm all right yeah, with small undulations. Yeah, yeah, right? But I'm okay with slight inversions, right? I mean, they're within a tolerance level, right? So they overmine a little bit. means a few more ships are shit. You know, something's probably going to get built. The industrialists are probably, you know, trying to get more minerals and more stockpiles back up after they just went and built everything possible again, right? So that spike upwards in the production is I just went and built everything humanly possible. I used all my minerals to build everything before they changed the, the recipes. So now you're like, shit, well, I'm out of minerals. Now I got to go replenish that. It's not so really the cycle. Right? It's not even really showing you the cycle of labor. It's showing you the cost. And right. cost has it's, changed. It's, it's actually a fake bump. Uh, yeah, like the the cost, other right. bump it fake. could just be the cost change too, right? It is. Yeah. That's it's, very it's, fair. It's very fair point. The, very fair the point. fact that the, the, all those new uh, gas things are actually counting in, in this as well, I think. Yeah, minerals are dropping now, but in April or March, whenever this is, they were still up. But also, too, that bump down is somewhat uh, precipitated by the dev blog. Because the pucker factor in the first people to waste a dread fleet or a super fleet. So some of that's kind of tapered off. And, you know, there's a lot of fighter bomber losses now or fighter uh, losses now. And there's a lot of hacks and that kind of stuff. But the big ships haven't been thrown around quite as, as cavalier as they were in the past. And, you know, it's... It, the, the, the keg's lit. It's just when that fuse gets close to the keg and it goes off again, but that, that fuse is kind of slow burning right now because everyone's worried about replacing the next big one that goes down. So, um, and you're right with the mining. I think a lot of that is just the value, uh, whereas the, the actual amount of mining hasn't gone up that much. Just the perceived value of that has gone yeah, up. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I was just taking to me like the the numbers haven't doubled, which means that per, the this yellow line, if if the yellow line, if prices instantly double, then the index is going to go up in a doubling fashion. But I don't see a doubling type of movement here. I see so there's probably a percentage of cost and a percentage of mining, which then of course has a compounding impact on it. And so you probably get this rolling up, and then prices are stabilizing. And, yeah. So, but I'm all right. And just in the general big picture, when you look at this, there are these ups and downs that track with destruction. They they they, they more or less track with the destruction and track with the production, right? You just kind of look at the overall trend. I'm not that worried. If you get these spikes like you do back in 2019, 2020, then yeah, we should uh, be concerned. Yeah, we call that Rockwell's online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh... Abby, do you have, uh, we need to get moving here. Is there some stuff that you wanted to talk about? We might want to mention uh, the warning, right? That's kind of relevant. The warning? Yeah, big warning. Uh, three of the graphs are missing. The, the actual uh, information is wrong. It's uh, the old numbers from the prior month. So. They haven't actually given given us a, a complete and finished uh, MER yet. I've been told that Larry can have actually crunched them now uh, and has sent them to the proper people to put them on the website. It's just not been put up yet. All right, let's have a look at this last one before we talk to Abby. But, but that, that's one of them. <laughs> so these are last month's numbers. Yeah, this is actually last month's. 
let's have a little rant about these numbers. Uh, this is blue loot or sleeper components, but uh, I think this comes out of wormhole space. And this is just uh, crazy. Like, what's going on here? If I talk about this, uh, I think the wormholes are going to hate me even more. So I'm just going to. It's not. It. it may not even be wormholers that are doing this. It may. No, be. it's actually not. It's not the. It, it's not the wormhole uh, population as as much as it's uh, the. Well, I think it's a lot of the null entities actually going in there and printing money because it's so uh, profitable. Because uh, it's it basically be pacified, right? Like you have hard knocks, laser hawks, basically have pacified wormhole space over the last year, year and a half. I think it makes it very friendly for they're working with fraternity. Fraternity's in there. Uh, I'm sure Goonswarm's in there, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, plenty of uh, Imperium holes. We, uh, we saw Test get, Test recently got wiped out in wormholes. Like, what? Are, what is Test doing in wormholes? They're well, all guess, uh, earning We money. know what the sieges cost, right? Because we've talked about this a lot. The people that are not able to do the stuff that they would normally do with their man hours, are basically splitting them in things like wormholes, in uh, triglavian space, and in high sec. That's pretty much where they are uh, focusing their their income stuff. I even been I've even been told that <laughs> some have uh, alts in uh, in Veil of the Silence. Yeah, I don't know if you uh, have any insight on this, Kenneth, and you may not be able to say if you do, but. It's, uh, I, I don't think it's hard to see there's a visible problem with the amount of income being generated there. I don't know if that's, maybe it's not a problem, but it, it sure doesn't seem like that would happen if the place was as dangerous as it used to be. I mean, look at all this. Now, what happened? It's a problem, right? Because this is circumventing uh, the ESS, right? What do you mean? You're uh, talking about from wormholes? Yeah. I'm talking about the blue loot is printing is circumventing the quote-unquote nerf that was just made to ESS changes, right? Well, yes, um, but the ESS changes were specifically made to NullSec um, and not to wormholes. So remember at the end of the, oh, yeah, let me, hold on, I'll get back to you on that. Let me, yeah. I got to read something first to make sure I don't say something I shouldn't. All right, January, I'll just say this. In January, they did, I think, some changes to wormholes uh, through the surgical strike. And then in April, they had from wormholes with love. So these are the two changes here where they, uh, I believe they made rolling holes harder. So the idea was you couldn't protect your hole as easily. But what wormholers say is that allowed us, that blocked us from rolling holes and getting into other people's territory and messing them up. And so it created a isolating situation that people could benefit from. And pretty much from that point, those two changes really created an environment where uh, you could uh, farm like crazy. And that's what's been going on there. Now, the question is, who's farming? Is it wormholers? Yeah, probably. At least they're the gatekeepers, right? Because I don't think uh, NullSec can uh, control wormhole space like they can. Uh, and so you have to look at hard knocks and you have to look at laser hawks and you have to ask what's going on uh, they're they're the ones that kind of pacified most of wormhole space they they also had some changes that made driving everybody else out lucrative uh instead of looking for 
an ecosystem and, and some kind of a balance like it used to be, people started to raid other wormhole groups and take their money. Essentially, it was a massive land money grab taking out everybody that they could. And they could take out everybody because they had time zone coverage with the U.S. and uh, European time zones covered. And then Russians in her hell group was able to take the nighttime shift, basically. And when you have that kind of coverage in those kind of numbers, nobody can really contest that. So it was their, it was their show. And this is the result of uh, their work, I think, and also the sneaking in and maybe the renting. Who knows what's going on here, but a lot of people are getting in on this money. Uh, and uh, you have to look at that. I think it's, I think it's uh, I think something it's, he's fixing. I think industry too, right? The, 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 the needs of the wormhole uh, components is going to drive a lot more people who normally wouldn't go there to try to, you know, set up an arm uh, or a location or find, you know, do something, right? I, I, I think, that's a real factor as well. The big producing blocks, the big producing alliances, coalitions are going to need the components out of wormhole space in probably volumes that are greater than what they're willing to negotiate for on an open market. Well, but that's that's meaningful uh, stuff coming out of wormholes, right? That that's that's nice. That's, yeah. that's good and healthy for the game. But is printing like this is maybe not so much. I'm not that worried. Because if you look at the money supply, that's actually something that has finally gotten under control from CCP. It's uh, no longer this steady uh, two to three percent per month growth. Now it's actually almost flatlining. So uh, I, I'm not that worried about these uh, ISK forces right now. I, I like what Exuki said. Some wormhole changes are definitely in need. They control space. They're big groups. They're consolidated. They've solved it. When, a, when something is solved, it needs to be broken up and fixed again. Uh, NullSec's gone through a few repetitions of that. I think at this point, I'm going to endorse other people's thinking about this and say, uh, you need to take mass restrictions off holes and just let anything go into wormholes, or you need to find some way to make it unlivable, like uh, holes suddenly, suddenly collapsing and not being able to live there in a secure way over a long period of time. You have to just excursion in. Regardless of how you choose to fix this, uh, wormholes are not in the place they were intended to be as given to us early on in 2009. They were supposed to be expedition places where you could get great wealth at great risk. I just want it's to give uh, the, the wormholers uh, something that is exchangeable instead of something that just goes straight into raw risk. Yeah. Let me read the last sentence here. Uh, once, once these changes are live, focus will go towards capital mining as well as the risk-reward attention trifecta of null-set combat anomalies to seek opportunities around incentivizing high-risk, high-attention gameplay such as capital ratting. Now, they specifically say null-set combat anomalies, but capital ratting is definitely in the purview of wormholes so um i i would think based on that that you know this is something that will show up on people's radar in, in Ryakovic and they will look at now the flip side of this is is 90 percent of nullsec is in a war um you know frats mining the home country for a lot of the pappy 
And uh, so they're able to basically do whatever they want with no pressure on them whatsoever. You know, I don't think a nit or a bastion want to go up there and, and uh, you know, poke their, uh, their uh, anything in that area. So right now, they don't have anyone to check up. They're just like, hey, do whatever you want. Woohoo. Out of you control know? Beatles. And yeah. yeah, and this is this is the result of that. Now, if you look at where they are now versus back when Delve was Delve and you had the Delve time units or whatever, I don't think they're quite on that level because the mining, the ore availability has been cut back so much uh due to scarcity. So other than the ISK printing which is still less than Delve had when it was at its peak too. Um, and I agree with Caleb. I, when I got on the CSM, I was really concerned about the fact that the ISK was still positive every month. And he's right. That is pretty much flatlined. And I would like to see it like that production mining curve. I would like to see some, some months where the amount of ISK produced or fauceted is less than the, than the ISK gone from the game. Uh, and try and and try and bring that around a little bit. Um, I realize that's coming from someone who's has a lot, but I still think overall that's healthier for the game. They're not a ton, but we just need to curb that a little bit to a certain degree, um, and much like we did the mining. Yeah, this is where the, the the downside on that is. I would like to see the velocity of risk actually going up by adding more opportunities to exchange is between players, right? So not faucet sync, not from CCP to players and from players to CCP, but actually from player to player. That would increase uh, the velocity of ISK if we get more of that type of activity, more market stuff, more contracts, more trade, more balance of trade stuff, all of that stuff will increase the, the, the velocity of ISK. Well, yeah, anyway, it's interesting. I think wormholes in general are something that we should probably focus on. Maybe we'll do a whole episode on the problems with wormhole space. Have some wormholers on and ask them some questions about, you know, what's really going on in that space. But also, it doesn't take a wormholer to know wormhole space. I mean, if if you live in a house, you know, you occupy the house, you know how the house works, you know how the plumbing works, all this other stuff. But do you really know what the landlord issues are? With the government? No. So you need the outside view in as well as the inside view out to get a balanced picture. So we'll be talking about wormholes in the future and why they look so broken here and uh, some ideas uh, that are extreme that might be able to uh, be looked at as just starting points for how to fix wormholes. And, uh, and there you go. What else is there? We'll come back to wormholes and deal with it quite well, a bit more um, if uh if you would indulge just a, a short you know interlude on the market stuff i have that one that graph there with the blue and red uh bar graphs you know that one there this one here is the services breakdown and one thing that i've been looking at just for giggles uh yes and um the interesting are the two the jump clone activation fee the jump clone installation fee and the office rental fee so in January, the clone activation fee, the, the red bar is the player-to-player -player one. It was $23 billion. The jump clone installation fee was $8 billion, and the office rentals were $98 billion. But nowadays, you know, it's flip-flopped a little bit. It's gone 
you know, there's a little bit more spent on the jump clone uh, installation activation, but the office rental has gone way down. And I find that odd. I would have thought it would have gone the other direction where more people would now want to rent an office or locate out of a Citadel because you get the nice instant jump to a different clone situation. So I would have expected that index number to go up relative to January and it's gone down significantly. So I was just curious to the people here, why do you think that is? Is it really just something? Am I missing something? Yeah. Um, Pappy won't charge each other rent. So yeah. Where, whereas before you'd have Citadel set up and you know, if you were in some other space or whatever, you would pay a, a rental fee. But in war, everyone turned their rental fees off. Oh, okay. Well, that was just January of this year, too. So, but still, there was a, there was a significant drop of, uh, you know, of like $14 billion in office rental fees. Oh, in, and look at how period. many citadels have been destroyed since that January. That could be it, too. Yeah. Right? That may be it, too. Citadels. Yeah. It was just it was just interesting, right? Because I, I figured what would happen would there'd be office rental fees would go up, and I actually thought the jump clone activation and the installation fees would actually go down significantly because people would, um, you know, be fighting over who wants to come bring their clone to my system, who wants to rent the office from me, and all those sorts of things. I thought it would be a little bit of, of a home base kind of office rental warfare thing going on. Uh, it, it just didn't, it's just not tracking the way I thought it would. So I, I don't know. I just, I'm going to keep looking at it because uh, I love the change for the multiple clones in one system or in one station. I really just thought, you know, it would change kind of a couple things and people would be able to make some money from it, but guess not. Anyways, maybe Abby is ready to go. I wonder how much that planetary export tax is going to jump up in the next yeah. few months. That's going to be interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, this was, is this is just the tip of the iceberg here. The export or the import? Which one do you want to? Yes. Well, so, so the ex, <laughs> yeah, in January, export, they're almost even still. They're seven, 205 billion and 40 billion, export versus import. 205 versus, and, and right now it's still right about the same amount, 204 versus 40. It's flat. Yeah, the other thing is, too, is like, you know, null sec, everyone turns them off or has them really small, so. I don't know that you're going to see, after I thought about it, I don't know how much of that you're actually going to see. Yeah. All right. This is actually, can, can I just point out, it's funny to hear someone like can say that they turn these things off, right? And then I always hear nullsecers complain about no AFK uh, income opportunities. Like, well, you've turned them all off. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> Oh, PI is nothing but AFK is printing, or is not not printing, but top of lines level, right? If you want income, you need to to actually tax and (laughs) fees and stuff like that to actually be high enough to basically get some income. Right, but you also have to look out for your members. So if your members are hurting for ISK, it's not right to tax them. You lower the tax, that way your members are taken care of and the alliance can take the hit and work on it later, right? That's right. that's taking care of your members, not not trying to fleece them during the war. But the point is that fleecing them when you're talking about is is not that much of a problem because raw material and stuff like that and production actually circumvents all that. So 
it is from an ISK perspective that you want to quote unquote fleece them. This is the type of AFK income stuff you want as an alliance because you'd rather have uh, ISK that you can convert into actual assets uh, instead of having raw materials that you have to mess around with, right? It's better to have a, a wallet that grows instead of, say, controlling uh, AFK uh, uh, moon mining stuff like in the old days. That's not the type of income bracket you want. You want ISK instead. Oh, yeah, we're, we're good with ISK. I don't, yeah, they, yeah let the I, members have it. <laughs> I, I like this graph for that reason. It spawns, like, this is really where, this is where you could come and try to make some money if the game supported it. Anyways, I'll keep tracking. It's just a little uh, kind of side project, and, uh, you know, maybe I'll bring it up in a couple more months and see if things have changed. But Because uh, this really speaks to all the changes for, you know, Citadels and those sorts of things, and then the PI. Like, these are all the fees that, Exactly as Kayla is talking about. So, yeah. so, uh, so Matt, are we going to try? I don't know if Abby's ready yeah. to try one, or not. La- are we going to try and do it? For, oh, go ahead. One last thing on this: the uh, player, uh, the uh, sorry, the planetary interaction uh, taxes that we're looking at now. Sovereignty's sovereign space has their own taxing capability. You know, players taxing other players. That's what they were just talking about. But inside of Empire Space, the same thing exists. It used to be NPCs owned all the player-owned customs office, the POCOs, they're called. But they're uh, actually now owned all by players. And I believe there's only two or three groups that own most of the POCOs in Empire Space. That's their racket. That's what they do. That's their monopoly, yep. Okay, so, and they do keep the prices lower than NPCs would have, which is, you know, kind of cool of them, I think. But the, the Empire space, you do still pay a fee, which you can lower with skills to Concord, SCC, some NPC entity, in addition to the player-to-player tax, whereas you don't have that in, in, low, in null. Or low. Oh, no, it's in low, isn't it? Or is it not? Uh, I'm not low, sure. Low, I've never low, done anything in no, low. No, it's not in low. It's just Empire. It's called a Customs Empire, empire yeah. Tax or something. Blah, blah, blah. You know yeah. Mela, don't you? But you've never, yeah. All right. Yeah, um, I'd have to look it up. I think Abby's having internet problems, so we may have to skip him today. Yeah, I don't, he's got a pretty interesting thing. I don't want to, you know, he's tried to type it out to us. I don't want to steal it from him. I, I'd rather have him. Uh, yeah, we'll just, we'll know. table it and do it a different day. I think there was one Sounds other good. chart. Was there any other charts we wanted to look at? This one here. Um, because this is going to change a lot of this money here. Let's see if I can zoom in. Uh, okay, and I do have January. If anyone wants to do a quick comparison, I can at least throw some numbers up. Or um, I have January open right now. Well, that, that, oh, you do? Uh, I do have January. Uh, you tell me what graph you want me to pull up, and I can grab some numbers. Uh, it's okay. In this case, it has a historical record, so I don't really need that. But I do want to point out that something big is going to happen this month or next, and that is right here. You see this massive drop from here to here. That is all ratting income, right? It's going okay, and then boom, way down here. And then it kind of stabilizes here. The reason that drops so big is because a lot of money was taken out of ratting and moved to ESS. And it moved into two parts of ESS. One was something that could be accessed right away, a little bank that could be accessed right away. And another portion of the money went to another bank, which could not be accessed at all until now. So CCP this quarter is going to give out those keys for ESS uh, payments. And I think they published, uh, Kenneth, maybe you want to help me out. What did, what's the I don't think number? they're going to give them out. Not give they're going to have to earn them. 
Oh, but the keys will be available in some way. Available. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I think the amount of money that we're talking about there over the last few months, at least a month ago, was around $8 trillion, Yeah, that's a February-March number that CCP gave out, the $8 trillion, right? So it's most likely uh, grown since then. So if the feature came out in, what, November, and then it's $8 trillion in February-March, when the dev blog comes out. That was March 26th. Yeah, then it, it's most likely in what? The range of 10 to 12 now. Yeah, 10 to 12 trillion, I think. Guessing. We don't know. It's not public. Well, and that's amongst every system in the game, right? That's that's yeah. the collective. So there's some systems, you know, it might be 100 million ISK, but I know that you can go in-game and search for value and stuff, and there are some out there that are uh, quite quite juicy and will definitely have a a big old uh you know hey i'm over here when the keys finally do get released yeah and then the problem is i don't know exactly the source of the keys but if m many people get keys at the same time won't they most likely try to flock around the most juicy ones first and then end up fighting over them they wow. may and and do we do we even know how those funds will be distributed? I think it's similar to the other types of uh, commodities, right? That there's some sort of uh, window where you have to wait and they will pay out uh, over over time. I think they, they did describe it. I, I, I forget the actual uh, description. Mm. I, don't, I don't know how they're going to be distributed. Um, I, how do you tell how much is in the bank? Does it tell you how much is in the 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 more the long term bank? Yeah, yeah, you can. That's all available in game. The the eight trillion was a was a number that CCP put out. But if you went through and looked at every Nelsec system with a calculator and added it all up, you can get the exact number. It's not available via ESI, so you can't run some script and get a number. But if you went through every system in game. Uh, it lists it in the UI for the the banks. I think it's in the agency, and then you can you can look and search by sex status or uh, amount, all kinds of different things you can search by. Hmm. Especially if you're filamenting or whatever, you can you can search by the whatever the banks call that you can steal right away, and you can look at where that's the highest, or you can look at where the reserve bank is the highest. Wild. So that's going to be a big feature of this quarter. Okay. And I think that's it. I, I like to do one other one, which is Caleb's favorite, I think, is uh, the velocity of money. I mentioned that. It's a bit lowish, but not really a problem. Let's just do that. Well, last one. Yeah, but the, the velocity of is during a war is always going to be goofy to a certain extent because there's so many things that get passed around then that would normally not be um you know fc's hand out ships and just trade for you know 200 mil and that kind of stuff so that money never gets never gets tracked Founded, yeah yeah there's just not a lot of lot of uh, actual trade going on not visible and uh, and something that can be tracked this is also why the velocity of ISK will be explosive soon, I believe. As soon as the war 
start uh, concluding and the effects of all of these changes, which will actually require or incentivize more imports, exports, then the velocity of this should actually go up considerably. And then just to, to mention that back to the thing that Rundle was talking about, if there was more fees and taxations and office rentals and all of these things on services that players are giving out to each other, that would also impact the velocity of ISK because that means that the, the ISK, instead of being sunk out of the game or not moved at all, uh, it actually goes to another player that can then move it again. So every time there's a transaction with ISK, that impacts the velocity of ISK. So it could actually start moving up a lot. All right. Uh, last thing was the, basically I was just looking at is the uh, mineral index is, it's from last month. <laughs> Let's not talk so about the mineral index. It's wrong. <laughs> the weighing is wrong. The, the, the log the scale of uh, minerals. Yeah, because that looks, something's broken right there, right? Yeah, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the way that the index is composed that's kind of off because it's, First of all, it's uh, it's it's not a uh, an averaging thing, so it's not a fixed amount that then uh, is priced over time. Uh, instead, it's something that's locked at a certain point in time and compared to that. So, um, yeah, this is this is not the type of index that we need. Uh, it's the type of index that uh, CCP Quant thought he needed to make, but it's it's actually not the right type. Uh, yeah, and and right now we're in weird times, so this is going to be distorted, uh, maybe. Yeah, I think scarcity is really uh, throwing a monkey wrench into this system. All the stockpiles and stuff that people had, the 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 indexes don't don't negotiate those things very well. Yeah, and the composition of the indexes are completely wrong, and uh, we've talked about this for at least the past two or three months specifically uh some of the things that are in something like the consumer price index is actually off uh shouldn't really be there some of the things that are in the secondary producer index should not really be there because it's not a secondary product and the stuff that's in the mineral index is weighed wrong so all of these things need to be well changed or fixed right Okay, well, that's the monthly economic report for April. It's not quite right. There's a couple of things going to be updated by CCP, but uh, I think there's some interesting things in there. Uh, most notably, uh, the real downturn in production as uh, production. I don't know what's going on, but it's uh, it might just be the way things are rated. It's, uh, it's uh, slowed down quite a bit. It's actually kind of halved. And really what's going on in Vail, explosive mining, explosive production, uh, even competes with Delve, which is where the war is and where people are producing like crazy. But that is the month, April, where uh, production costs, um, harvesting costs changed. So a lot of people are trying to get last minute jobs in. It's like last minute Christmas shopping. Get no. in on their sales. That was horrible. <laughs> the real thing? Oh my Christmas God. Yeah. <laughs> no. It, yeah. Oh my goodness. Christmas shopping, you can go on Amazon and get it done in 20 minutes. Yep. This was a nightmare. I had, <laughs> I would wake up and I would have anywhere from six to 10 alarms on my phone for all hours of the night to make sure that I could get up and rotate stuff and make sure everything got done by patch day. 
and my last builds went in at 10.23 a.m. on patch day. How many hours was it to downtime then for you? Or was it after? Uh, no, 10.23 game time. Oh, game uh, so time. I, had, okay. I had 37 minutes to spare. Oh, my gosh. So you made it last second and put in all the stuff you wanted to put in. Yep. Now, now out of fairness, you did that to yourself. <laughs> no. How, uh, how could I do it to myself? By in, embarking on that much of an, being an industrialist. A normal human wouldn't have 8,000 accounts and have to set 300 alarms to get all the work in. And you did it to yourself by caring. Oh, okay, sure. But I mean, you're the only one who did. I didn't set ten alarms. I know the CCP thing is the consistent. Right, but the actions you took were your choices, right? It's it's your choices. That's what he's about. Right, but I could not. I I mean, obviously, I knew the changes were coming, but I couldn't put any builds in or or buy anything until the dev blog became public. Um, so I was constrained by the same thing as everybody else. And, you know, our community manager, I would text him, hey, you know, the dev blog's coming out here. Three hours after the dev blog is out, I'm going to start putting in these builds and this kind of stuff. And I I gave myself a three-hour cushion just to make sure that there was absolutely, positively, not any remote chance of impropriety there. And I, I waited three hours and then I started doing it. And from then till the patch day, it was, it was, you know, balls to the wall. Wow. Well, you saved some money. You made yourself tired. I was tired anyway and made no money. So congratulations. I mean, I'm just, to be honest, low key, uh, jealous that I don't have that much. So I'm going to be a little. I don't know what happened there. My computer just went blank. I think it oh, went to sleep. Gunshots. Woohoo. Really? Yeah. Oh, but you're out and it could be a duck hunting or something, right? No, it's the middle of the night. It's probably just someone shooting an intruder. But uh, <laughs> I'll get my gun out of the safe real quick just in case they come by here. I'll get a couple shots off too. Okay, we got to go before some oh, violence there. happens. <laughs> um, but I uh, just wanted to say thanks, Kenneth. Be careful out there. Thanks, Caleb. Uh, Rundle and Abby, who else had his own round of computer problems. We will get him next time. And we're ending with computer problems and gunfights. That's fine. It's yeah. clear. The stream died just as I was giving Kenneth a little bit of hell. He is not coming after me with a gun. Let's be clear <laughs> about that. Shots fired. Shots Real fired. shots fired. <laughs> but thank you guys for hanging out with us. We'll be back on Sunday with the weekend report. And now we're going over to open comms. I'm going to go hang out there. Thanks, guys. We'll see you later. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Have a good weekend.